0: Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello, and welcome to This Day in History class, a show where we explore the past, one day at a time. If you missed yesterday's show, surprise, I'm your new host. My name is Gabe Luzier, and I'm following in Eve's and Tracy's footsteps to deliver a micro dose of history to you each and every day. Speaking of which, our story this episode is an odd one and a personal favorite of mine. It's the time when a British family moved into an abandoned naval base and turned it into their very own country. As you might guess, there's a lot to discuss, so let's dive right in. The day was Saturday, September 2nd, 1967. Paddy Roy Bates, a former British Army major turned pirate radio broadcaster, declared that the abandoned naval base he had been occupying for the past nine months was now a sovereign micro-nation the Principality of Sealand. Located seven and a half miles off the eastern shore of Britain in the North Sea, Sealand consists entirely of a World War II-era sea fort. It was originally built in 1942 as an anti-aircraft platform called the H.M. Fort Ruffs. Utilitarian in design, the structure is made up of a floating pontoon base with two hollow concrete towers joined at the top by a steel deck, with a few container-like buildings on top. To be frank, it's not much to look at. But at the height of the war, the fort was occupied by up to 300 members of the Royal Navy, who used the fort's considerable firepower to defend British shipping lanes against Nazi forces. The station was ultimately abandoned by the military in 1956 and left to rot. But Paddy Roy Bates had other plans. In 1965, the former British Army major founded a pirate radio station located off the coast of England on a different derelict naval fort called Knock John. When the British government began to crack down on popular, but illegal, offshore radio stations, Bates decided to move his venture even further into international waters. This move led him to Fort Ruffs, which he seized control of on Christmas Eve 1966. Nine months later, on his wife Joan's birthday, Bates proclaimed the outpost to be a new sovereign nation all his own. If you're wondering what empowered Bates to create a new country, you're not alone. The geopolitical status of micronations has been disputed for decades, but most of them claim legitimacy through the Montevideo Convention on the Rights and Duties of States. This 1933 document outlines four key criteria for attaining statehood—population, government, territory, and relations with other states. According to the international leaders who signed the legislation, including U.S. President FDR, any entity that meets those four criteria qualifies as an independent nation. So let's see how Sealand measures up. In terms of population, the rogue state peaked in the early 1970s when around 50 people lived there, including Bates' extended family and friends, as well as a maintenance crew. Today, the population is considerably smaller, consisting of a two-person security team who live there year-round and a small staff in charge of upkeep. The current ruler of Sealand, the founder's son, Prince Michael Bates, visits the Micronation two to three times a year, but he and his family no longer live there on a permanent basis. As far as its government goes, Sealand does have its own constitution, which consists of a preamble and seven articles. It is governed by Prince Michael and the rest of the Bates family, who act as hereditary royal rulers, complete with their own royal titles. As for territory, Sealand boasts just a little over 43,000 square feet, making it a micronation in the truest sense of the word. So that's population, government, and territory all accounted for, which just leaves the final criteria for statehood, relations with other states. To be clear, no country formally recognizes Sealand as a sovereign nation. However, the Bates family maintains that Sealand has received de facto recognition. The event they point to as proof occurred one August night in 1978, when German and Dutch mercenaries stormed Sealand using helicopters and jet skis. This attempted coup was thwarted by members of the Bates family, who were able to defend themselves using weapons stashed around the platform. The family held the invading mercenaries as hostages which prompted a German ambassador and a delegation from London's embassy to visit Sealand and negotiate for the group's release. For the people of Sealand, this international intervention constituted official recognition from other states, though the German and British governments do not share that view. Regardless of public opinion, Sealand has embraced its nationhood ever since the attempted takeover, It has an official flag, national anthem, currency, and even a football team. The Micronation's official Latin motto is Imer Libertas, or, from the sea, freedom. If you'd like to visit Sealand for yourself, you'll first need to get an invitation from Prince Michael or another member of the Sealand dynasty. And if you can't swing an invite, you can still show your support for the Micronation, and help fund its operational costs, by visiting its online store and picking up a t-shirt, some commemorative stamps, or even your own royal title. For around $40 US, you too can become an official lord, lady, baron, or baroness of Sealand. I'm Gabe Lussier, and hopefully you now know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. You can learn even more about history by following us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TDIHC Podcast. And if you have any comments or suggestions, you can send them my way at thisday at iHeartMedia.com. Thanks to Chandler Mays for producing the show, and thank you for listening. I'll see you back here again tomorrow for another day in history class.